And welcome once again to another episode of The Dark Place. I'm Adam, and before we begin tonight on this episode, please go to our many social media platforms and sites, such as YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Spotify. Go to The Other People's Show, where you can catch this show along with several others. that air weekly. Tonight is a case that is a little more rare than some of the other cases that we've delved into tonight. Tonight is the murder of Skylar Niece. And what a tragedy it really was. Friendship is often classified as a sanctuary, a bond. It's a trust and support system. However, in some cases, friendships, excuse me, can take a dark, dark turn. The case of Skylar Niece is one of these cases. It was a a tragic and widely publicized case that occurred in July 2012. Skylar Niece, a 16-year-old girl from Star City, West Virginia, went missing on July 6, 2012. Her disappearance sparked in an extensive search involving law enforcement and concerned community members. Skylanese was a bright and ambitious teenager. Like I said, she was from Star City, West Virginia, and she had a seemingly normal life. She was an, an A student. She was in high school, and it, it, it took a turn for the worse. Skylar's disappearance was without a trace, leaving her family and friends devastated and desperate for answers. <clears throat> now, Skylar Niece's two close friends, Rachel Schof and Sheila Eddy, initially acted as if they were also concerned and, and were very emotional and sad and upset about Skylar's sudden disappearance. However, it was later revealed that they were actually responsible for not only her disappearance, but for her her murder. Now, the investigation into Skylar's disappearance took a turn for the worst when Rachel Schof confessed to the crime in January 2013 nearly seven months after the murder took place. So let's set this up a little bit for you. We've got three girls. We've got Skylar Niece. We've got Sheila Eddy. And we got Rachel Schof. And Skylar Niece was more of the, uh, the purest of the three girls. 
the uh, they were kind of like I guess you could say the Three Musketeers, as cliched as that sounds. Also, they could be considered to be um, kind of like the Mean Girls from the movie The Mean Girls, kind of like that. Um, in addition to that, it seemed like Skyler had a bright future in front of her. She wanted to be an attorney. She made good grades. She was well-liked. She uh, participated in, in family and activities at school. But when she became uh, friends with these other two girls, that suddenly changed. <clears throat> so to comprehend the path that Sheila, Eddie, and Rachel showed to commit this atrocious attack, it's kind of essential to examine the backgrounds and their early lives. So let's take a little bit of a look back into the background. So Sheila Eddy was born on September 30th, 1995. It was, it was a good year. And Rachel Schoff was born June 10th, 96. They grew up in Morgantown, and it was a tight-knit community where they attended the same schools and forged a close bond with their friend, Skylar Niece. So Rachel, Skylar, and um, Sheila were inseparable. They did everything together. They also did things together that I guess your typical teenage um, person does. Dabbled in alcohol, dabbled in marijuana, and things of that nature. Now, <clears throat> after a while, Sheila and Rachel began to talk about Skylar behind her back. Some friends uh, of Skylar's, you know, had told her, you know, these girls are talking about you. You better watch out. They even said <clears throat> at one point, you know what? We need to, we need to get, kill Skylar. We just need to go ahead and kill her. That was told to Skylar, and Skylar said, oh, they're just playing a game. Don't worry about them. Little did she know that what they were saying was true. So, as the three girls' bond began to slowly um, evaporate, Sheila and Rachel still continued to be close friends. So, <clears throat> as this happened... It, it was kind of like the girls had, had had outgrown one another. Or the two girls had thought that they had outgrown Skylar. There had been some messages going back and forth between uh, Skylar and the two girls also on Twitter. The messages happened to be uh, still up last time that I checked Twitter. Sheila and Rachel's me messages were still posted. So, as the girls are trading back tirades and things um, back and forth on social media and, you know, whispers going on in school, it comes to be known that the girls, um, you know, Sheila and Rachel, they, they still want to um, include Skylar in, in this activity. Kind of to the point of, it's kind of like a, reconcil a reconciliation or extending of the olive, olive branch. 
So after months and months and months of kind of bickering between them, they still hung out, but still bickering between the group. It comes to the time where Sheila and Rachel are going to pick up um, Skylar, and they're going to go hang out for the night. So Skylar goes to bed that night, tells her mother and father that they, she loves them, uh, she'll see them in the morning. Goes to bed as planned. <clears throat> Props open her window and sneaks out the w- door, out the window. But leaves it still propped open so she can get back in. There's video surveillance that showed that on the, on the night of the murder, Skylar niece snuck out of the house to meet Rachel and Sheila, who picked her up in the car. They drove to a remote location a little further on down near Brave, Pennsylvania where the two girls, Rachel and Sheila, had previously scouted as a suitable place to carry out this plan. So the girls go out. They get to this remote uh, location Sheila and Rachel get out of the car, as does Skylar. And then they say, oh, we forgot a lighter. Skylar goes back to get the lighter. And then Skylar hears them say, on the count of three, one, two, three. As Skylar turns around, Sheila and Rachel stab, stab, stab 50 times into Skylar's chest. 50 times when they attacked her. Skylar's body was left behind, and the two girls drove back to West Virginia. But right before. <clears throat> They, they kind of covered Skylar's body with uh, some debris and some, and some wood that was laying around. Now, after Rachel's confession, the authorities were able to recover Skylar Nice's remains in the wooded area. However, that took six months for that to occur. In those six months, the town went looking for Skylar. They could see that Skylar on the video surveillance clearly was walking toward Sheila and Rachel's car. But they couldn't put out a missing persons report or kidnapping. They could put out missing persons but not kidnapping because they had seen her willingly get into the car. The girls had told their story that they had dropped uh, Skylar off after they hung out and smoked a little bit, they didn't hear from her again. They didn't see her again. The authorities really had no reason to believe that this wasn't true. And then both Rachel and Sheila were both acting like they were sad because of um, <clears throat> Skylar's disappearance. So this goes on and goes on. <coughs> the authorities continue to get a little bit closer and dig a little bit deeper. And then they get to the point where Rachel, 
she's having a breakdown. She's having a complete and utter mental breakdown because of the events. She cannot keep inside what she has done. She's losing control. Her parents call 911 because they have a teenager that is uncontrollable, yelling in the street, crying. They do not know what to do. Rachel is put into a um, mental facility. She's institutionalized for a little while until she can get herself under control. So Rachel does confess to what happened, but they still, at this point, they have no real pieces are starting to fall into place a little bit, but it's taken quite some time. So what, what's very difficult to kind of understand, um, is that why do these girls do such a, why do they commit such a crime? Why do they do such a horrendous thing that they did? (coughs) Now, before we get into that, Let's finish up the initial, I guess, the initial um, pieces of the puzzle. So after Rachel's confession, they wait a little bit longer. They begin to study Sheila's social media. Um, They don't really let her know the status of the investigations anymore. So she's trying to go and get close to uh, Skylar's family. To try, try to get as much information as she can. She's taken a sudden interest in this case as well. And then she starts posting pictures of the three of the girls together on social media. In one last post, she said, we really did go on three. Now, Rachel ended up pleading guilty because she was arrested in... And uh, if I can recall where it is, a Crackle Barrel restaurant parking lot. She was hoping the cameras would be there to, all the mass media cameras would be there to (coughs) film the entire arrest. Only one showed up. You can check that out on YouTube if you're interested in that. Now, like I said, after Rachel's confession, they were able to recover Skylar Niece's remains in a wooded area in Pennsylvania near where the girls said her remains would be, but they could not pinpoint the exact location because it had snowed. The authorities had to wait until the snow had been removed or had melted away. Then they were able to recover some of Skylar's remains and and some bones as well. Both Rachel and Sheila Eddie were charged with Skylar's murder. Rachel pleaded guilty to second-degree murder And in February 2014, she was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Possibility of parole after 15 years. (laughs) Sheila, on the other hand, pleaded guilty to first-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 15 years. Still even after the apology that the girls read in, in the courtroom, the father of Skylar said that, that he hopes that they rot in hell and he never wants them to get out because he wants them to endure 
all the pain and suffering that they inflicted upon his daughter, Skylar Niece. This is a, um, a very interesting case because there aren't quite as many females that actually kill as males. That is a um, statistically proven fact. And it is even more of a fact that there are less teenage female killers that kill, much less two. Now, this was a case I think that without Sheila, Rachel would not have been able to commit this murder. That's just like in the Scream movies, you know, would um, Stu have been able to commit the murder on his own? I don't think so. I don't think that <coughs> Rachel would have been able to commit this horrible atrocity on her own. But with the help or with the, you know, the the input of Sheila, who I guess was the quote-unquote mastermind behind the plan, it set things in motion. They planned for six months to kill Skylar Niece. When asked why, they said, we just didn't like her anymore. It's bad enough and horrible enough that these young ladies, teenage killers, took the life of this innocent girl. But it's even worse if you think about it because what's the reason? Because we didn't like her. There, there are quite a few people that I personally do not like. But have I ever honestly thought about killing them? And if that thought did go through my mind, would I actually go through and kill someone because I didn't like them? That's crazy. That's insanity. That is not having a regard for anyone's life. That's not respecting anyone, much less yourself. And that's just downright deviant and immoral behavior. Now, you can go on YouTube and watch many videos of these girls talking back and forth amongst themselves, making videos, taking selfies. <coughs> it's all there. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. These girls and girls now and they're in their probably mid thirties at this point where their life was derailed for no reason at all. And they have no one else to blame but themselves. Now there's not a lot of um, mental history about them that I could find. But there's nothing that would lead us to believe that this was going to happen. There's nothing that would lead you to believe that these two girls would kill Skylar Niece. And if they killed one, whom's to say or who's to say that they would not kill another just because they didn't like her, didn't like that person?
This case uh, it gained widespread media attention due to the shocking nature and the involvement of the young individuals, like I stated with the young female trio, because this is a, a rare thing, as, as we have seen up until this point. The community it was devastated, devastated. Skylar's family and Skylar's friends were heartbroken. And then the community as an entire whole struggled to comprehend this unimaginable murder happening in their neck of the woods. But it was a stark reminder that evil can always exist in unexpected places. And it often does. That was just the really the tip of the iceberg for the case of Skylar Nice. I, I I never feel that I do these cases justice. And I I feel that completely about this one. For more information on Skylar Nice, please uh, look her up in her memory. And it's just sad that so many things like this happen all the time and really go un unnoticed. And there's lo lost lives all the time. So thank you for tuning in to The Dark Place. The case of Skylar Niece. You can check out the other people's show in Real Talk this Friday. Real Talk at 10 p.m. Anthony Wayne will be joining. We will be discussing the Sylvester Stallone movie Cobra. Followed by the other people's show at 11 p.m. Have a good night.